the Tigers and Indians battle for the final time this season. We'll see what happens as the Indians continue to make their way to the postseason run while the Tigers continue to falter and fall apart quicker than a Walmart sweater in the dryer. But we are on location. Yes, you can hear the dynamics in the room has changed a little bit. We've got a little bit more of an echo. As we are in Bowling Green for tonight's Eastern Kentucky game, while most of Northwest Ohio is in Toledo watching a hurricane. And another week, and hopefully I do better in the NFL picks. As you are listening live today from Bowling Green, Ohio, as all Andy Alford is on the air with the powered by the Anchor Network, whether it be iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Now, all the different platforms. However you're listening to me today, wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning in to the program today. And I love you guys, and welcome into a special Saturday morning edition. Yes, it's a Saturday morning confusion indeed, as we are on the air this morning for a special edition of All Andy Alford coming to you. From Bowling Green, Ohio, from my good friend, Drake. Drake, say hello. Hi. Hello. Drake's, Drake lives here in Bowling Green, Ohio, and he welcomed me with open arms, hopefully. Uh, it was a great night last night. We had a good time uh, catching up, and um, we're here today for the Bowling Green Eastern Kentucky, the Colonels of Eastern Kentucky, in to play Bowling Green in this three-game homestand for BG. And um, it's going to be an interesting day today, a lot of events happening throughout Northwest Ohio with momentum in downtown Toledo, of course. But the big story of the day, of the day is the 18th-ranked Miami Hurricanes over at the Glass Bowl, a noon kickoff. They moved the BG game originally was scheduled at 2 o'clock today to 4 o'clock for the uh, Miami game on ESPN2. So now ESPN2 will be carrying the Bowling Green-Eastern Kentucky game, which is a surprising factor how bad Bowling Green has been in the last two weeks against Maryland and Oregon. But we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, we got a lot to get into. Of course, we are going to talk about the predictions for the NFL this upcoming week. Also, you'll hear my predictions for today's college slated games, as well as we have hitting the ice. Yes, the first preseason game of the NHL happened this morning at 2.30 in the morning. I watched at least the first 10 minutes of it. I couldn't, I couldn't stay up any more longer than that. But uh, you could always be a part of the show by following us on on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at AllAndyElford. And you could be a part of the show by using the hashtag AAALive. So welcome into the program this Saturday morning. Before I continue on, I do want to apologize for my conduct this past Tuesday, um, a lot of you have reached out to me on Twitter saying that, you know, you shouldn't have swore on the air. You know, it's not your kind of your candor. And uh, I understand that. Uh, but if you think about it in the long run, wouldn't you be frustrated to give up 38 points to the New York Jets? In the words of, of, of the great movie from Adam Sandler, Big Daddy, the GD Jets. Really. But, again, if you took an offense to me swearing on the air, I do apologize for that. Um, it won't hap- really happen again unless I get really frustrated. But, again, I do apologize for my actions and my conduct for Tuesday show. And I truly, truly am sorry. 
But uh, let's dive into it and let's hit the diamond first and foremost. The uh, Houston Astros destroyed the Detroit Tigers in a three-game series up at Comerica Park this past week. As Tuesday night, it was the Tigers losing to the Astros 5-4. to Harris, the one, he goes to 4-3 and with a 3.81 ERA. Zimmerman, the loss, he goes to 7-7 with a 4.17 ERA. Altuve and White homered in the game, both their 12th of the season. Jacoby Jones, his 11th of the year, as Ozuna gets his 17th save of the season. On Wednesday night, it was Garrett Cole on the hill for the Houston Astros, and the Astros, again, getting the 5-4 victory over the Detroit Tigers. Daniel Norris, the loss, he goes to 0-4 with a 6.14 ERA. Garrett Cole, the win, he goes to 14-5 with a 2.88 ERA. Nick Castellanos, his 21st home run of the season, as James McCann homered his 8th of the season. Presley, the save, his first of the season. So Detroit getting swept by the defending World Series champion Houston Astros. They hit the road now. They could play in Cleveland, and Cleveland was just on the road in Tampa. As they, Tampa took through two of three out of the Tribe. But the Tribe didn't get the win on Tuesday night. As Shane Beaver gets the win. The Believer himself, 10-3 with a 4.32 ERA. Glaslow the loss. He goes to 1-6 with a 4.48 ERA. Uh, Gomes homered his 14th of the season. Edwin Encarnacion homered his 30th of the year. As Cody Allen gets the save, his 27th of the season. We get to Wednesday. And Cookie Carrasco, again, falling apart quicker than a uh, Petrovich Farm cookie in the oven as he lose 3-1. Snell gets the win. He goes to 19-5 with a 2.03 ERA. Carrasco, the loss. He goes to 16-9 with a 3.43 ERA. Ramirez homered his 38th of the year. Choi homered his 9th of the season as Alvarado gets his 8th seed. So now we get to this weekend, the final weekend for the second to last weekend of the MLB season as Detroit heads into Cleveland to take on the Tribe. And last night, the Tribe losing late in the game to the Tigers as Mike Camilario, his 19th homer of the season, prevailed the Tigers to a 5-4 victory over the Cleveland Indians. Drew Verhagen, the former Mudhen standout, gets the win. He goes to 3-2 with a 4.70 ERA. Keimer, the loss, he goes to 3-7 with a 3.61 ERA. Shane Green, the save, his 24th of the season. Josh Donaldson, the newly acquisitioned Cleveland Indian, off of the injured reserve list, gets a home run in the game. Edwin Encarnacion homered his 31st of the season. So today at 3-10, it will be Michael Fulmer on the hill. 3-11 with a 4.56 ERA. Mike Clevenger on the bump for the Tribe. He's 11-8 with a 3.18 ERA. 3-10 start time for that game. You can watch that game on FS1, Fox Sports Time, Ohio, as well as on Fox Sports Detroit. The concluding game of the series sees Shane Bieber on the hill, 10-3 with a 4.32 ERA, taking on Francisco Liriano. Liriano on the hill for Detroit is 4-10 with a 4.55 ERA. As that game, a 110 start time for that game as well. So this is the last time both Cleveland and Detroit play each other before you know we get towards the end of the season. So this is the final meeting between Ohio versus Michigan baseball teams and the Battle of Lake Erie itself. So uh, the whole series, Cleveland has dominated the series. But last night, seeing that win, which is was very, very, you know, very positive in the positive right front for the Detroit Tigers. Looking at the standings going into today's play, the Cleveland Indians still in first place 
in Major League Baseball as I'm sitting here watching Murphy bouncing around with his toy looking like Francisco Lindor trying to pick up a ball to make turn the double play with Jason Kipnis here in the living room of Drake's house. It's fantastic to see. Uh, the, t- the Indians are in first place right now. In second place is the Minnesota Twins. In third is the, is the uh, Detroit Tigers. Kansas City is in fourth. And the Chicago White Sox are in fifth place. Looking at the rest of the standings in Major League Baseball, it is the Boston Red Sox clinching a playoff spot overall. And they have finally broken the 100-win platform at 101-47. and The Yankees, 91-56, and nine-and-a-half games out of first place. It is Tampa in third place at 80-66, and 20 games out of first place. Toronto, 65-82, and 82, and Baltimore, 42-105 and 105 losses this year in the AL West. It's Houston in first place. It's between Houston and Oakland so far this, up this past season. In the I in the internet, excuse me, in the International League West, we're done with the International League. It's the American League West we're looking at. Houston ninety-two and fifty-five, Oakland ninety and fifty-eight, two and a half games out of first place now. Seattle is an eighty-one and sixty-six, eleven games out of first place. The Angels of Anaheim are seventy-three and seventy-five, nineteen and a half out, and Texas is sixty-three and eighty-four, a total of twenty-nine games out of first place. The senior circuit looks like this: Atlanta is eighty-three and sixty-four in first place, Philadelphia. Seven and a half games out of first place at 75 and 71. The Washington Nationals are finally at 500 at 74 and 74. Nine and a half games out. The Mets, the pathetic Mets are 69 and 78, 14 games out. And the Miami Marlins are 57 and 90, 26 games out of first place. And I told you on Tuesday, a big series between the Cubs and the Brewers. This is going to determine everything. The Cubs taking two out of three really shook up the... um, the Brewers, but the Cubs losing last night to the Reds really hurt their case because the Cubs are now only a game and a half in front of the Milwaukee Brewers at 86 and 81. The Brew Crew at 85 and 63, a game and a half out. St. Louis 81 and 67, five and a half games out of first place. Pittsburgh 72 and 74, 13 and a half out. And Cincinnati 63 and 85, 23 and a half games out of first place. In the American, excuse me, in the National League West. It is basically a three-team race. Colorado is in first place, only holding first place by a half a game over the Dodgers. The Colorado Rockies, 81-66. and 66. The Dodgers, 81-67, and 67, a half game out. And Arizona, 78-70, and 70, three and a half games out of first place. San Diego is 69-79. and 79, and, and San Francisco is 59-89. and 89. What The wild card looks like this. Basically, it's going to be between the Yankees and the and the. Oakland Athletics, and the Yankees are holding a game-and-a-half lead in that standing race. And remember, this upcoming week, Boston is playing New York in a big four-game series Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the Bronx. It'll be one of the last times that they'll play each other at the end of the season. Boston goes to Cleveland to end the season instead of Boston going to New York to finish the season. So this is a big series for New York to get a little bit ahead of Boston to get try to make a run to the American League East Championship. In the National League, Milwaukee and St. Louis holding spots as at four games up, but the Dodgers are in a mathematical tie with the Cardinals to hold the playoff spot, so they would have to play a playing game if it started today, but I doubt that's really going to happen. Arizona three games out of a wild card spot. Games to look at this weekend in Major League Baseball. Washington is in Atlanta. The Dodgers are in St. Louis. 
like I said, that's a big series because of the fact that both teams are mathematically tied in the wild card race. Somebody's going to be holding the wild card position after this weekend. Arizona's in Houston. That could be a possible World Series matchup, as well as Pittsburgh is in Milwaukee. So that's your baseball stuff. And I also got to make note of this as well, too. Durham and Scranton are tied in two games a series, two games apiece in Scranton for the International League Governor's Cup. And the fact is, Durham is the home team in this series in Scranton because of the fact that Hurricane Florence has attacked and hit the Raleigh-Durham area. So it's, it's great to see that Scranton is making them be the home team and hosting them for the two home games. And they're actually, the, the Pools give, did give credit to the Scranton and Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders and playing their, play, their players' walk-up music. So, you know, I give, I give kudos to the Scranton and Wilkes-Barre Rail Rider organization and their PR staff, as well as their media centers, as well, too, giving the players the homey touch that they need to, you know, do their job and try to win a championship for that, for that area. And that would be great for that area because of what's happening with Hurricane Florence. And, by the way, I want to make mention of this as well, too. Our thoughts and prayers are with you in the South Carolina, the North Carolina, and the Virginia area. I know a good friend of mine, Helen, who is based out of Norfolk. She is uh, she's a fan of the show. She listens to the show. She's on, on the naval base there. Uh, they had to evacuate everybody out on Wednesday, and they took everybody up to Kentucky, further inland. So uh, she's there. She's safe. So our thoughts and prayers are with you and your families that are riding out the hurricane and all of your possessions. Hopefully, everything will be okay. As you're listening to All in ADL for today right here on the Saturday morning edition on the Anchor Network via iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Now, Podcast Cast, wherever you're listening to me, however you're listening to me. Thank you for tuning in to the program today. And now let's dive into the gridiron, of course, and that is football itself. So we just hit the the gridiron itself. So now let's talk a little bit about... Uh, some gridiron action that is the football spectrum we it is saturday of course but we just had some games last night in the local sports area which is the ohsaa and here are some scores to pass along to you of course northview getting beat by the anthony wayne generals last night 37 to 10 archibald was the winner 35 to 7 over the wasion rebels Ayers loses to Hicksville 43 to nothing. Bellevue a 45-28 win over Shelby. It was the Clay Eagles getting destroyed by the St. Francis Knights 43-3 in front of a sold-out crowd in their homecoming game. Not good to see. Not good to see at all. Bowser loses to Clyde last night 49-14. It was Defiance a loser to Elda 46-42. Patrick Henry gets the win 28-7 over the Delta Panthers. Eastwood was a winner 42-6 over Elmwood. Northwood getting a 50-26-21 win over Edgerton. Fremont Ross loses, actually gets the win in overtime over Finley 43-42. The Genoa Fireballs 34, excuse me, Genoa Comets. They will be the Fireballs next year. 34-27 over the Lake Flyers. Gibsonburg a 28-26 win over Calvary. Holgate loses to Edgerton 60-8. 
Hopewell Lawton gets to win 47 to nothing over Arcadia. It was Liberty Center a winner 37 to seven over Evergreen. Liberty Benton gets a shutout over gets shut out by Pandora Gilboa 41 to nothing. It was Central Catholic beating up on Lima Senior last night in Lima 56 to seven. Central Catholic continues to roll, my friends. Perrysburg loses to Napoleon 13 to seven. Northview gets a 37-7 win over the Maumee Panthers. It was Woodward getting shut up by the Oak Harbor Rockets, 27-0. Rogers getting blanked by the Sandusky Blue Streak, 63-0. Springfield was a winner, 31-26 over BG High School. So, sorry, sorry, uh, Drake. Your hometown high school team loses to the Springfield Blue Devils. Start Spartans getting a loss over the Tiffin Calvert Tornadoes, 28-14. Ottawa Hills getting a 44-13 win over Stryker. And, of course, Waite did not play last night. But the Perkins Pirates, a 38-7 win over Vermillion. So now that leads into college football today, of course. And last week, I was 25-10 in my, in, my in my second week of picks. You know, I had, a huge, I had two losses, of course. The, one, the two losses were Virginia to... Indiana, of course, but a big slate of games today on the docket. Of course, the big game happening up in up in Toledo today. You also hear my prediction today as Bowling Green takes on the Eastern Kentucky Colonels. So let's dive right into a top twenty-five actions. Get your pens ready. Call it. Get ready to call your bookie. Here is your picks for today's games. Number three, Georgia takes on Middle Tennessee. That's a game that's been moved up to noon. Georgia, the third-ranked team in the country, taking Middle Tennessee. I will take Georgia in that one. Iowa State hosts the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma, fifth-ranked in the country, take OK in that game. Clemson is second-ranked in the country. They'll take on Georgia Southern. That game moved up as well, too, at noon for the hurricane for because of Tropical Storm Florence. Clemson gets the easy win on that one. Uh, Central Florida and North Carolina were canceled because of Hurricane Florence and the Raleigh area. Like I mentioned before, with Durham, everything like that, uh, the field was absolutely flooded. So let's hope that they can get that field restored and ready for play next week. Stanford, ninth ranked in the country, will take on UC Davis. Stanford, like I said, ninth ranked in the country, take Stanford in that one. A big game in the SEC today as LSU, 12th ranked in the country, takes on Auburn, 7th ranked in the country as well. Big game, 330 kickoff on CBS. It's a hard game to choose. I'm not going to pick that game today. West Virginia is at NC State. West Virginia, 14th ranked in the country. I'm going to take West Virginia in that game. Oklahoma State, 24th ranked in the country, taking on 17th ranked Boise State. I think OK State will continue their run and try to make their make their way into the field. You know, I've heard a lot of you guys badger me over the week saying, why you got to pick against Boise State? Every time you pick against Boise State. Well, listen. They haven't proved me much. I'm picking against them today. Oklahoma State will get the win at home. Oregon, 20th ranked, taking on San Jose State. I'm going to take Oregon in that one. The number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide! Number one ranked will take on Ole Miss. I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss pulls a little bit of an upset in the game, in the game but I think Alabama will cruise to a victory in that one. Mississippi State, 16th ranked. The country will take on Louisiana Tech. Mississippi State in that game for you today. Big game in Texas. USC, 22nd ranked in the country, taking on the Texas Longhorns. This is a game for Tom Herman. He has to win this game to keep his job intact and to get the the burner off of him. But USC, I think, will get the win in that one. 
Washington, 10th ranked in the country, taking on Utah. I think after the way Utah performed against NIU last week, I like Utah's performance. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm taking Utah to upset the 10th ranked Washington Huskies in that one. That's my one up, two upsets of the day. Arizona State, 23rd ranked in the country, takes on San Diego State. Arizona State, after their performance against Michigan State, I will definitely take Herm Edwards and his crew. And 8th ranked, Notre Dame, host the Vanderbilt Minutemen themselves. 8th ranked, 330 kickoff for that game on NBC. What's there to say? Go Irish. Play like a champion. Eighth-ranked Irish will cruise in that game. Big Ten schedule looks like this. Rutgers is host on the road to play Kansas. Who really is going to watch this game? This is a this is a garbage game. Two clubs that really don't matter as much because both teams are, you know, are basketball schools. I'm taking Kansas in that one. Ball State heads into Indiana, and after how Ball State played against Notre Dame, Notre Dame giving them a run. And Ball State giving Notre Dame a run. I like Ball State's chances today. I'll take Ball State. That's one of my second upsets of the day. Temple taking on Maryland. That's another garbage game right there. I'll take Maryland after they destroyed Bowling Green in the fourth quarter last week. Kent State is going to be taking on Purdue. No, not Purdue. Penn State. 11th ranked Penn State. I'm going to take Penn State in that game. South Florida is at Illinois, Lovey Smith's club, 3 o'clock kickoff for that one. I'll take South Florida in that game. The 6th ranked Wisconsin Badgers take on the BYU Cougars. That's a 3.30 kickoff on ABC. I'm going to take Wisconsin in that game. Missouri is at Purdue. I'll take Gary Pinkle in his Missouri Wildcats. Iowa is at home to take on Northern Iowa. Another basketball kind of a game. Northern Iowa did beat Iowa in the NCAA tournament, and I think Iowa would take revenge on the football field. Iowa will get the win on that one. And Troy is at Nebraska. I will take Nebraska in that game. So that sets up for the two Big Ten schools happening today. The 19th-ranked Michigan Michigan Wolverines head in at the Big House to take on SMU. As I sip my coffee here, it's going to be easy just like this coffee. Easy win for Michigan today. 19th-ranked in the country. They'll get the win. So it sets up for the 8 o'clock kickoff, Saturday night football, the Ohio the Ohio State University. I have to say that because I got criticized for that from Ida. Thank you, Ida. I appreciate that. The Ohio State University taking on Texas, Texas Christian University or TCU, the Horn Frogs themselves. Fourth-ranked TCU taking on – fourth-ranked Ohio State taking on 15th-ranked TCU. The FU Tour Part 2, college dubbed, will continue and roll through Jerryland with another win. I think this is the last, this will be the last, this is the last game of Urban Meyer's suspension. And I will take Ohio State in this game. It's pretty easy to choose Ohio State in this game as they will cruise over TCU. So now we get to the final final slate of games, which is the Mid-American Conference. NIU is hosting Central Michigan University. I will take NIU to bounce back after the loss from Utah. Uh, Virginia is hosting Ohio at Vanderbilt because of the weather situation happening yet in Virginia. I will take Virginia in that game to beat the Bobcats. Eastern Michigan is on the road to play Buffalo today. I'll take Buffalo in that game. Western Michigan is at home to take on Delaware State. I will take 
Western Michigan in that game. Akron is at Northwestern. Today, another Big Ten versus Max School. I will take Northwestern in the game. Minnesota is hosting Miami of Ohio, the 26-point favorite for my for Minnesota in the game. I will take Minnesota as well, too. So that leads to today. In roughly, what's it now, 11, it's 11-16 we're doing this podcast. So left, roughly 45 minutes from right now, a big kickoff happening at the Glass Bowl. It's the 17th-ranked Miami Hurricanes, the U. Head into the Glass Bowl to take on Matt Candle and the Ohio- and the Toledo Rockets. This one is a hard one for me because LSU dis- showed the secondary of Miami's defense is just to be atrocious. This is difficult. I I, I don't want I I I I could see this being a blowout. I could see this being 35 to nothing at halftime. But I can also see it being Toledo's chance to, you know, after a week off and the rebound, the chance to come in from a Hurricane team that's played at least two games already. This is difficult. I'm sitting here. Difficult. I guess you want me to pick them, don't you? I will. In the final upset of the day, I will pick the University of Toledo to beat the Miami Hurricanes today. The 21st-ranked Miami Hurricanes will go down today to the University of, of Toledo, and the students will rush the field. And a lot of people were asking me about this pick today, and you know I was hold, holding in this pick for a while. Miami has got got the players, the coaching staff, but we have the fans. We have leadership. But I don't understand how Toledo can charge you charge people $70 a ticket for to sit in the cheap seats for this game. $70. I like I, like I said, we're here in Bowling Green to watch Eastern Kentucky play Bowling Green. The ticket price at the gate was $20 today. That's what college football prices should be. I don't understand why high school prices have to be like $15 now. It's almost as expensive to go to a, a high school game as it is to go to a college game. But I will take the University of Toledo today in front of a sold-out crowd at the Glass Bowl wearing gold. But the turnover chain will be there. It will be there. And I'll be sitting there watching a little bit of the game before we head over to Doit L. Perry Stadium today at at now 4 o'clock instead of 2 o'clock, which pisses me off a little bit. As Eastern Kentucky Colonels head into Doit Perry Stadium, it's a FBS school taking on the Bowling Green State University Falcons. I think Mike Jenks, and you've heard me last week, this past week talk about this game on the show. This is a game that if BG loses... I think Mike Jenks is going to be released as coach because he will have then lost a total of nine straight games. I think it is doable that Bowling Green can win. And even though Scotty Miller is injured today and the play of Bowling Green has been better as of late, you know, keeping it up with Maryland, 
keeping it with Oregon, then losing it in the second half. If we have to play four quarters of football today to honestly win this game, it's plain and simple. If we win this game today, you know, we're one and two, we're still, we're still in it, but then we got to go to Georgia Tech and we'll be one and three. So, and they said it, they said it best in the press conference the other day. Bowling Green has not won a home game in over nine, hasn't won a home game in nine attempts. They are 0-9 at home. I think they'll stump, stump today and get the win over Eastern Kentucky. So, yeah, that is the college spectrum for today, of course, as you're listening to all Andy Elford today, this morning, right here on the Anchor Network, via iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Now. However, you're listening to me, wherever you are listening to me this morning, Thank you for tuning into the program today. I know some of you are probably listening to me in the tailgate lots at at, at uh, UT today, and some of you will probably be listening to me at the at the tailgate lots at Dwight Perry Stadium. We'll be wandering around, of course, today as well. So uh, after high school and college, time to talk about the Pro Bowl. And of course, last this past Thursday night, we had the first Thursday, second Thursday night game of the year as the Cincinnati Bengals beat up on the Baltimore Ravens 34-23. to And by the way, I had Baltimore in the game, so I'm 0-1 to start the week. So not a good freaking week to start for me in, in pro ball right now. Andy Dalton, 24 for 42, 265. Four touchdowns in the game. Three of them to A.J. Green with five receptions for 69 yards in the game. Mixon, 21 carries for 84 yards. Joe Flacco, 32 for 55, 376 through the air. Two touchdowns, two INTs in the game. Brown, four catches for 92 yards, one touchdown in the game. Collins, nine carries for 35 yards. So that sets up for the NFL schedule. Week two of the NFL season looks like this. Atlanta is at Carolina this week, and I will take the Atlanta Falcons. Green Bay is hosting Minnesota, a big NFC North division matchup right there. I think Aaron Rodgers will be a little bit healthier for this game. I think I'll take Green Bay in the game. The Jets are in at home in New Jersey to take on the Miami Dolphins. This is a game for Sam Darnold. This is his home opener. Let's see if the kid is actually for real. I'm going to take the Jets in this game. Kansas City is on the road to play Pittsburgh, who is 0-0-1, just like the Browns. I will take Kansas City in the game. Philadelphia is in Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. I will take Philadelphia in that game. Tennessee is at home. They'll take on the Houston Texans with J.J. Watt. I will take Marcus Mariota and the Tennessee Titans. It is Indianapolis taking on the Washington Football Club in Washington's home opener. I will take the Colts in that game. Oakland is at Denver. I will take the Raiders in that game. I think John Gruden will get his first win. New England is on the road. They'll take on the Jacksonville Jaguars in a game that's a rematch of the AFC Championship game. I will take the Patriots in that game. The Giants on Sunday night head into Jerry World to take on the Dallas Cowboys. I think Eli Manning will have a pretty good game in this one. I will take the New York Giants in that game. Monday Night Football sees the Chicago Bears taking on the Seattle Seahawks. I will take the Bears in the game. So that sets up for the two local NFL teams. And we'll start with the Detroit Lions as they take on the San Francisco 49ers. This is a game where they have to win this one because it will be all downhill after this because they will play Dallas not next week, but the following week. Next week, they will play the New England Patriots on Sunday Night Football. It doesn't get any easier because they have to play Tom Brady, the GOAT himself. So I will take 
the Lions to beat Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. And that sets up New Orleans hosting the Cleveland Browns. Open up the coolers. Open up the coolers. I think the Browns are going to get their first win. And I said that last week. I was one of the only ones that said that the Browns were going to win a foot, win the football game. And for the first time ever, they haven't lost a game yet this year. They are 0-0-1. The first tie in the opening week since 1969 of the NFL season. So book it. The Browns to win against New Orleans in the Superdome to beat Drew Brees. And, and shows because of the fact that how good they play with, with Tyrod Taylor and how good Josh Gordon was, and how pathetic the Saints were last week against a backup quarterback and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think the Browns will get this win. So open up the coolers, Cleveland. Get ready to open the coolers and taste that free, free Bud Light. You're going to enjoy it on Sunday afternoon. As you're listening to All Indy Offer tonight, right here, today, actually, this morning, right here on the Anchor Network via iTunes, Google Podcasts. However you're listening to me, wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning in to the program today. And you haven't subscribed like Drake has, what are you doing? Hit that subscribe button and pass the show along and get some more publicity for this show. So now let's, after the gridiron, of course, we have to do it because it starts this week. The NHL is back. And we had one game that already took place yesterday. No, excuse me, tomorrow. It happened today. So we, of course, hit the gridiron. We're hitting the ice now as um, the NHL is back. And last night in China, yeah, last night because this game was played at 2.30 in the morning, was shown 2.30 in the morning Eastern Standard Time in America, in the North America area of Canada and the U.S., which is tomorrow in China. The, uh, the Chinese games took place. Two games happening in China between the Boston Bruins and the Calgary Flames. Next game won't be until six days from now as as the NHL is trying to branch out into China for for the upcoming Winter Olympics that is going to be happening in Beijing in 2024. And the Boston Bruins getting the win 4-3 to three in overtime in Beijing, China this morning. Uh, Johnny Gardato for the Calgary Flames scoring two goals in, uh, in that affair. But, of course, Monday night. Forget, you know, I'm going to watch a little bit of the Monday night game. The Monday night game isn't on until 8.40 at night. What matters the most is at 7 p.m. Monday night at 200 West Nationwide Boulevard in downtown Columbus, Ohio, in the Arena District, the NHL is back as York, as our Columbus Blue Jackets take on the Buffalo Sabres. 7 o'clock puck drop for that one. Not yet named the starter for the goaltending situation. I'm going to guess it's going to be Corpusalo to start that game. Because the next night they will play the Chicago Blackhawks in an exhibition game. And I think that they will start they will start Bob in that game for the Blue Jackets. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, a lot of uh, interesting news and notes that came out of the press conference from Media Day, of course, John Torrell getting the two-year extension signing from the Blue Jackets was a big shock for me because it wasn't really that big of a shock, but I was surprised it's just a two-year extension. But then I looked at the contract, and I realized 
know, this is this is a big this this is his second year of a contract. He's got two more years. Give him another two years, so that's four more years with John Tortorella at the helm for the Blue Jackets, and he's been driving the bus pretty well for the Jackets, and I'm I'm very very pleased with what hap- what's happened with him in his career. But the question is if Bob and Panarin are going to stay with the Jackets. From the press conference that I what what I took out of the press conference the other day, and meeting with the press with Bob, I think Bob is more of a lock to stay with the Jackets more than Panarin is, and I've said this before, goaltending will help you out and win you win you a championship. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a. a a forward that doesn't really want to play in Columbus and doesn't like Columbus. The only reason why he likes Columbus is that he's playing with Sergei Bobrovsky, which is his former playmate in with the Russian national team. So for me, I would like to see the Jackets go after Bob stronger than Panarin. If they get Bob, I I, I prefer them to getting Bob than anything else because goaltending they should lock him up. For a long-term deal. They should give Bob a blank check. Panarin, he should be limited on his check. At least a two to three year deal. That's what it should be for me. But I don't want him to be the highest played player in the world. But we'll see. We'll see. And uh, of course, uh, on on September 25th, of course, it will be the NHL preview edition. We'll talk about the Jackets, the Red Wings. And the surprising factor, before I continue on... Uh, Henrik Zetterberg has announced his retirement from all hockey operations from the Detroit Red Wings because of his back issue. And so I say thank you to Hank, a great player, great season, and um, a great player as is. Um, but, you know, he, he, is, he is one of the best. He will, be, he will go down as one of the best players in a wing uniform. But like I said, Red Wings, Blue Jackets, Penguins, Kings, Blackhawks. We will talk all about that on the 25th of September as it is the NHL preview edition of All Andy Offered, of course. So that's that for you. As you're listening to All Andy Offered today, right here on the Anchor Network. So we've talked about the ice, we've talked about the gridiron, we've talked about the diamond. Now it's time for a special Andy Rants today. And, um, it's not more of a rant today than anything else. It is a uh, thank you to you, the listeners, that make this show possible. I, uh, I am truly, truly appreciative of what you guys offer to the show. And always subscribe to, the, subscribe to the podcast. Pass the podcast along to your friends and to your neighbors, to your whoever's interested in sports. You know somebody that's interested in sports. Pass this podcast along because it's in-depth analysis. With a for the fresh take on the local spectrum and local sports is what I I, I care care about the most, and like I said earlier in the show, most of the country today is going to be watching the University of Toledo playing Miami, and this is a great representation of this of this community, and I hope I hope that UT gives them a game today, I really do because it would be it's, it would be a good sign for the MAC. And it'll be a good sign for a good sign for the community because football rallies us together, no matter what the situation is. Sure, you know, we face conflicts on a daily basis of 
who's right and who's wrong. But one thing is for certain. The NFL and college football always brings us together every weekend. Saturdays and Sundays mean mean the most to me because of not only just the friends and the food, but the action that we see on the field. And true, you know, you don't get this kind of action in a scripted comedy or a scripted uh, scripted program. You get this, the agony of defeat and the thrill of victory every weekend. That's why I think sports is the best reality, reality show out there. So, you know, to say, say some people that think that the games are fixed and games are, you know, you know, the players don't care about playing. They do care about playing. I always say this the most. High school sports are the best, are, are the best to watch because the kids are playing for the W. In college, the kids are playing for their, sw- for their school. And in the NFL, they're playing for a paycheck. I'd rather be watching high school and college than the pros. Plain and simple. But the amount that the community comes together for a team and to see that the glass bowl is going to be sold out today and there's less than, there's less than 700 tickets left for the, today's BG game, what I just looked up just a little bit ago, shows you how much the community loves football. And so I say this to one person in particular. That is one Mr. Vince McMahon. Who runs? The, who's going to be the owner and operator of the Extreme Football League, which is the XFL, formerly the former XFL, which is now the new XFL. Why not put a team here in the local area? Why not? We're in a convenient location between Detroit and Cleveland. Two markets that can actually supply us players. And football brings the community together. So why not put an XFL team here in Toledo? We'll see what happens. And that's going to wrap it up this morning for a special edition of All Andy for today. Again, I'd like to thank my host, the the Grinna News, Drake and Delaney, and their cats Murphy and Luna, for their hospitality this weekend. Here I'm at here at Bowling Green until. Probably Saturday night after the football game, head back up to watch the Ohio State game uh, with my dad, of course, because football brings families and friends together. That's that's the key thing uh, this whole weekend. And um, that, like I said, that's going to wrap it up for all Andy L for today. Until I talk to you guys on Tuesday where we'll recap the first two NHL preseason games for the Blue Jackets, the NFL, and the college spectrum. We'll hear what I think about Bowling Green, getting my first chance to really take a look at them in depth today. And um, and also the UT game this afternoon, we'll, we'll give you our perspective on that, as well as what's happened over the Diamond over the weekend. So until I talk to you guys on Tuesday, this is Andy Elford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you root for at home, and to my teams, the Tigers, the Indians, the Mudhens, the walleye, the Falcons, go Falcons. For today only, UT, and for the Lions and the and the Browns, and the Jackets. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the family. Enjoy life. Enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this episode of All Andy Elford. And I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. Love you.
This has been a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network. Powered by Anchor.